On this week's episode of Alabama Unfiltered, we're asking the question, what would have happened if we had done COVID differently? We are joined by one of our sponsors and a very knowledgeable person, Troy Duell from Centurion Labs. We're talking about not only his supplements and the supplements his company developed, but also what COVID meant for us, what lessons we learned. We talk about Pfizer, we talk about Big Pharma, but it's an episode that you simply don't want to miss. We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into Alabama Unfiltered. I'm Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair with the Funny Faces is with me. So is Amy Beth Shaver. And we hope you've had a great week since we've last been together. Troy Duell is our guest this week. He is the owner, founder of Centurion Labs. And we're going to be asking him a lot of questions about COVID. He's involved with how to uh, treat COVID, some of the ways that actually work, and going to let us know what is happening, what could have been different if we had done things a different way in this country. We're going to talk some big pharma. We're going to talk a little bit of Project Veritas and their little, uh, little. discovery session with Pfizer. That was a big exposure. Little things that Pfizer might just be tinkering with. We're going to have that on the program. You do not want to miss it. Ladies, how are y'all? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Go ahead. Better now that we've had sugar. You're sugared up. Yeah. Allison is in a better mood a than she sugar. was last week with her uh, hall monitor self. Troy, be thankful <laughs> that you were not here with her last week. She was like, you did not. We did not check this box. And I said that you're going to have to do this chip box. And if we don't say the right thing here. But now she's back to her usual somewhat drunken what self, happened. apparently. I Last were, week was, was just, I, I, well, my husband says. I'm going through menopause. Mm. Maybe you have some supplements for that. <laughs> we could help with some of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got that. well, whatever it takes. We need to do it. Yeah. Y'all both need some. Stay together. Um, I'm new to flash. it. I mean, energy surge. Um, <laughs> I do think I, that's what, too much ahead, information. Tell, I was going to say, I do think I had my first hot flash the last week did. that we were recording. <laughs> did you notice it? No, but you, you said it, and I was it? like, oh, shit. I mean, it like, I couldn't like, see it. Yeah. But when it happens, I thought she was just surge, mad at me. It's a power no, surge. I mean, I was mad it at It also you. brings <laughs> with it lots of emotion. So anyway. Is that what it does? Yeah, it oh. does. It does. Why do y'all? Why? <laughs> it would have been, per- been perfect if it had happened during the cold spell. Because then you would have been that cold. No, no. It's no. no. You could have just walked right outside. Exactly. It would have been fine. It didn't happen that way. She yeah. was surging while we were on the show last week. So any of you who missed the show, go back and watch last week so you can see Power Surge Allison. It was really, it wasn't, it was a fake fight. I told you that Brian texted me and said, did you and Scott really get in a fight? I was like, it was so bad. No, no. And you told us you loved us when you were leaving. I just I have did. to put it out there. We were all good. Don't tell people that I say I stuff it. like it that. Can't, it can't we're be We're all buddies and we have a good time. And you can imagine it's hard just to get us to sit down right. and focus on what we have to, get to do. get started. To do the right. show. Which, which to is do what the we're show. Doing. Which today we have one of our sponsors who's extremely knowledgeable about COVID. So that's very exciting. So I've known you and your super cool wife for a while. Yes. So awesome. She is like a rock she star. She is super cool. Yeah. She's definitely the better half. Yes. She's better so half. she's like Brooks, if I see her, I'm like, you could go up to her and be like, hey, guess what? I'm a terrible mom. I didn't feed my kids all day. And she'd be like, me either. 
Don't worry about yeah. it. That is very true. So merciful. Even to you. And you're uh, the husband. Well, not as okay, much okay, to me. Right. right. I'm but thinking right. Mostly to, friends. to other people. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the way my wife is. Not, She's not very benevolent for other people. But I really know nothing about y'all. I just know your wife is super cool. So how did you get I have ordered some of your things, okay. actually. Good. But I don't know how we got here. So take us back. How did we get to today? Well, how started, did we get yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So What's your story? We'll, we'll start from the beginning. Okay. I, in, in the beginning, when were you I born? started uh, in 72 okay. in Virginia, oh. moved to Florida, grew up there, and then went to the University of Alabama, which is where I met my super cool wife. Um, and we've been married now 26 years, 27 years this Seems year. Seems like two it does. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Healthy. more for me than yeah. for her. Right. Um, definitely. <laughs> and we've got three beautiful kids. We've got an oldest who's 22, a middle who's 15, and then our youngest turns 14 tomorrow, and she's adopted from China. So wow. she's our, our little China doll is what I like to call her, but super sweet. Um, I tell everybody we had to go 3,000 miles to get somebody sweet in my family, um, <laughs> but like, which is great. I'm ready for somebody yeah. sweet in the family, yeah. and we will search the um, world. And we did it. And That's we did awesome. It, which is awesome. But I started working in pharmaceuticals in about 2004. I went to Alabama, got a sports medicine degree, uh, worked for a couple of years in sales, then got into pharmaceuticals and worked with a small company that was headquartered here in Birmingham and kind of learned the ropes of what was going on and thought ignorantly, of course, that, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start a pharmaceutical company. Uh, went out, started the pharmaceutical company, did it for several years as I was still working with other companies to really kind of learn the ropes and make sure I wasn't missing anything, and then went full-time into it in 2010. And uh, initially started with just generic products. So we were doing generics, and one of the generics fell off or the brand fell off mm-hmm. that we were doing. And it was a good enough name. It was called Expectus. So we came up with funny names with our products. And Wait, does uh, that work? They the work. Way? Yes, they do. They do. So wh- when you say generics, what does that mean? So there's a brand out there. Let's say that it's, um, I'm trying to think of a good brand name product, say Lipitor. And okay. Lipitor has been out there for a certain amount of time and it falls off patent. And then you have a generic come out and basically it's the same product, but it's right. just cheaper. So okay. it allows people to get things at, at a discount. Okay. Uh, then we had, with our products, this particular product fell off. It was no longer being marketed, but we had a marketable name. And we decided we'd go ahead and just market it um, and put some sales reps on it. And kind of the rest is history after that. And we started our own products and our own family of products afterwards. And uh, probably our biggest product is Ninja Cough. That's for cough suppressants. So this time works, of year is huge. By the way. Yes. It's a... Uh, Strongest non-narcotic you can get on the market right now and works well. I did need that. Um, yeah, you needed that. Yeah, during coughing Don't fits, it works great. Don't talk about it now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Let me start coughing now. It works great. Uh, but then as as things have progressed, obviously we had the 2020 happen. I think everybody knows what was going on during 2020 and mm-hmm. COVID started, and we learned a great deal of what was going on and just dove into some of the research that was out there and super excited about the things we learned and I think we learned a lot during that process of what we did wrong and some of the things that we did right as a medical community. So take us to the beginning of COVID, to your company. Let's go with your company and COVID. When did alarm bells start ringing for you? When did you know or had you already created what you created? 
Did that exist? Like, how did that all work? Yeah, it did not exist. So I think we were like everybody else. What What is this thing that's going on right now? What What is right. happening? And the way we responded was something we never did in kind of medical history. Never did we ever say, hey, let's take the healthy people and let's quarantine them and the sick people at the same time. Right. Instead, what we should have done is said, healthy people go out, continue to build up your immune system right. and make things happen. So we had this huge overreaction of what I think as a right. society that we took on. So let me, let me stop right there. So th there were folks out there like, uh, I guess, Scott Atlas rings a bell, mm -hmm. um, who were saying exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. and, and you were saying, hey, this is, why are we doing something differently? Mm -hmm. this, so that started causing kind of alarm bells or... Absolutely. I, I'm fascinated with how a lot of the people in the healthcare industry just said, okay, and kept going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When people like you were going, wait a minute now, this doesn't seem... I, I think a lot of it has to do with follow the money. Uh, when you have mm. healthcare industries that are consumed by large hospitals, large practice groups, mm -hmm. they never want to rock the boat anymore. It used to be 10, 15 years ago that most of the practices were individuals. Right. You didn't have these huge practices or they weren't tied into hospitals as much. So then That's at that point, the hospital can tell you what to do. And it comes down to, do I want to say something and lose my job and lose mm -hmm. my income? And I've got a pretty good job and a pretty good income. Right. Or do I just be quiet and don't let the boat get rocked too right. far? And unfortunately, I think that's what we have. We didn't have a lot of bold men or women standing up in the medical profession to say, this is what needs to be done. We need to step back. We need to reassess what's going on. You know, Dr. Atlas was a big one. Right. Dr. Pierre Corey, uh, mm -hmm. Dr. McCullough. Mm -hmm. So you have a, a lot of voices that were out there that, still went out and they risked a lot because I think Dr. McCullough lost his position, Dr. Corey lost his position. But outside of that, it was mostly individual doctors who did the research and just said, this is crazy. What are, right. what are we doing? We've never done this before. Let's come up with a true solution of what's going on. Right. So from that, which products started? You said the Ninja, the coughing Ninja was your... Mm -hmm. Or so Ninja Cough was out Ninja there. Ninja Cough. Yes. Okay. So nin Ninja Cough was out there, and you know the corny piece is you've never heard of Ninja Cough. That's why we do it yeah. because because <laughs> it works. Cough, that's right. Yeah. But Ninja Cough, then it gets caught, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're just so not you, getting there, right? No um, I didn't know. I just thought yeah. it was like it'll. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, it could do that too. It could do that too. But we like to say a Ninja never coughs. All right, that's I can't right. move any further yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I'm sitting by you in, but the, in the class. That that product was out there. And the amazing thing is that product would have worked with COVID because a lot of it was upper respiratory issues. But what doctors were told by the CDC and everybody else is don't treat it. Don't treat COVID. Send people home. Mm -hmm. Then once they get to a point where they can't breathe anymore and they're at about an 80% oxygen saturation rate, send them to the hospital, which is right. too late at that point. Right. So never before, I mean, we had reps out in the field before the lockdowns happened that they were told, hey, uh, if you're sick, if you have COVID or you have a fever, go home. We don't want to see you. And like, I thought that's, that's what doctors he, were right. supposed to do. We're supposed to see sick people. We're right. supposed to help sick people. Right. But no, they were sending them home and they weren't treating them. CDC said, don't give them anything. And that yeah, was don't don't even take a an aspirin. an aspirin. Don't do anything. Right. So and never before, if you do the same thing with the flu, 
you'll have a lot of the same issues that we have with COVID. So that's why it was just, it was kind of a dumbfounding moment for us to go, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then we have some stories of reps who are out there after a lot of reps stopped going out. Okay. Um, you know, we stopped for about two months because doctor offices just shut down. Right, they just wouldn't even let you in. Pharmacies shut down. So it was all drive through. Nothing was going on. So after about three months, our reps were wanting to do something. We were mm -hmm. tired of sitting at home. So we said, hey, let's go back out. We were kind of the first group to go back out mm -hmm. to the doctors, which is great. Um, but we saw some things that were crazy. One rep was down in, I think, Tallahassee. Um, and he was at a doctor's office in urgent care. He walks in, an ambulance pulls up, the doctor stops. She's like, hey, just wait, I'll be right back. They wheel a lady out of the ambulance into her clinic. She does her thing, wheel her back on, and then she's gone. Doctor comes back and says, yeah, she was on hospice, but we had to give her a COVID test. I was like, she's on what? hospice? But we have to put her in an ambulance, make her super uncomfortable, obviously, because right, she's right, dying, right? and bring her into mm. a doctor's office to get a COVID test. And it's, it's those type things that you started going, what are we really trying to do? Are we really trying to make people better? Or are we mm -hmm. just trying to, I don't know, create fear or right. create more opportunities for money? I was about to say, we're just rolling up the, the, the bank ledger. Exactly. Because that, mm -hmm. that, that ambulance was... The ambulance got one day, that's went, right. went away probably. And they get a bump because they got COVID pay. And then right. the hospice got more money because it was COVID pay. Right. And the doctor's office gets more money. Wow. So I think there are a lot of scenarios where that happened with just didn't make any sense. So that is that's amazing. So you were seeing the things that we're, we're doing differently than, than mm -hmm. we had ever done before. And so so we go through all that. Have have we learned? Anything? I mean, are we to the point where med medicine in general has learned something? I hope. Um, I, there's still a fear of mine that something like this could happen again fairly easily. Because, again, you've got this consolidation of all these doctor practices. Right. So they're under the control of these hospitals who want to make money, which is good. I mean, most hospitals are great. Most mm -hmm. pharmaceutical companies are good. Most doctors are good. And mm -hmm. I think they genuinely want to help. But then there comes a time when they also want to make money. I think the biggest thing, if you want to talk about things that we've learned, is that comorbidities are a big deal. And by comorbidities, they just talk about high blood pressure, heart disease, uh, diabetes, anything like that. What we learned is that only 5%, according to the CDC, 5% of the deaths that happened from COVID happened from COVID alone. So 95% of people who died with COVID had at least one other comorbidity. But the average... This is what kind of blows my mind. On average, those people who died had four comorbidities. That means they had high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and something else wow. on top of it. Is, is it fair to say, because we, we talk comorbidities, and, I, and when I do my radio program, you know, I, can, I, can, I can't see them because it's radio, but you can see their eyes glaze over on comorbidities. And there's, there's this vagueness about, well, you know, they had these comorbidities. Did they die? Of, did COVID make them die? And, and I could be wrong about it, but my take on someone with four comorbidities is they're very likely to pass away from from anything they encounter. Absolutely. And, and COVID wasn't necessarily this the bubonic plague. Mm -hmm. It just was the last thing. 
Well, and and the flu might have got them, or a cold exactly. might have got them, or anything, a, anything along any those lines. Or, especially if you don't treat them, it right. could have gotten them. Okay. And that's what we did. We told people who had these four comorbidities go home, don't come back until mm. you have an eighty percent oxygen saturation rate, and then we'll admit you to the ER. Which at that point is too late, especially for people with four comorbidities, right? Because they're just not going to come back when exactly. they're getting that little oxygen. They're just yep. not at a place where they. That's can. right. And if they'd have had the flu and we'd have done the same thing, I think a lot of the results would have been, been the same, the same. Right. but we've never done that. Um, thankfully. So your advice is we need to no, number one, know that and realize mm-hmm. that when we talk about COVID and, and number two, deal with some of the comorbidities in general. Absolutely. And I, I think just take those simple, simple baby steps. You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a difficult thing. And I think anything that we do doesn't have to be hard. Well, it's easy to do, or we know what to do. It's just hard to do it. It takes discipline. You know, I think some easy ways to do that are if you go out to eat, get that mm-hmm. side salad instead of getting the fries or something along those lines. I know it hurts. What? It hurts. Don't go to Man, the I'm down five jangles. pounds this week. How much are you down on the update? I, I might be up one. <laughs> so you're back to zero? I'm working it's on muscle. it. So, You've been working so healthy, sorry, sorry. healthy sorry. changes. Will get us focused. Yes. So, okay. But <laughs> she's me today. It's good. Healthy changes. <laughs> it's good. Well done. Now, well done. I, but along the line with healthy changes, I want to want to jump into two things real quick. And that number one is what product did y'all create mm-hmm. that people know so much about? Mm-hmm. Um, because that happened during COVID, right? It did. It did. And then from that product, can you talk to us about, well, I'll save my second question. T- tell okay. us about that product that is very special. Yeah, we came up with a product called Defender. It's an immunity immunity boost product that was based off of the FLCCC, which is the mm-hmm. frontline COVID critical care doctors. I think it's what it is. I may have the COVID and critical care. We doctors. just go with frontline. Yeah, frontline, frontline doctors. FLCCC <laughs> is right. much better for me. Right. Um, but uh, we we designed it off that and their research. So we went in and we started seeing some of the same things they were seeing, which is vitamin D is a huge part of what's wrong and how people respond to it. If you have low vitamin D levels, and it's not just COVID, it's COVID, the flu, any other viral infection, if you have those low levels, it affects you deeply. So you've got to get your vitamin D levels up. And there are really two ways to do it. One, you can go out and get sun exposure. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. The The downside is 95% of people now wear sunscreen or we're wearing long sleeve shirts or long pants. Right. And you've got to have at least 30 minutes a day in shorts and a t-shirt. Very few of us do that, especially during the winter. So the only other way you can do it is supplement. So find a supplement and typically the ranges are from 2,000 to 5,000 IUs a day, which is about the same thing as 50 micrograms. So you can look for IUs or micrograms. They're the same thing, just measured differently. The second one is vitamin C. I think we've all heard vitamin C is a huge, yeah, forever. And there's truth to it. So it is a great antiviral, but how they really saw this uh, fit, there are several studies that had vitamin C with quercetin and quercetin and vitamin C together make a strong antiviral combination. So they had quercetin and vitamin C that they did some COVID studies with and saw that patients responded very, very well. Right. Quercetin also happens to be what's called a zinc ionosphore. That just means that quercetin allows zinc to kind of jump on its back, kind of like the bus, Mm -hmm. takes it inside the cell and then lets it off the bus. And zinc then goes on and kind of ravages the viral infection that's inside that cell and gets you healthy again. So 
Those are the four things, quercetin, vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. Right. But then the fifth thing is copper, because if you take zinc and you don't have copper with it, you can deplete your zinc levels and deplete your copper levels. So oh, that's, they work wait, in tandem. First wait, time wait. I've ever heard the copper part. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you deplete zinc by taking zinc? <laughs> Uh, Why did you just cough straight on me? Because I'm you, not doing it with uh, yeah. I'm going to have my hand. I'm looking at yeah. the Defender. I need to order yes. some right yes. now. I'm going to place my Do order it. online. Okay. She really um, is. I really am looking at it. Zinc, zinc won't deplete your levels by taking zinc. It depletes your copper levels. So then if oh, you deplete your copper levels, okay. it actually has an inverse relationship and okay. can cause you to be more susceptible to viral infections. Whereas... If you take the two together, and it's usually a 10 to 1 ratio, 10 okay. to 15 to 1 ratio. So you have to have 10 times more zinc than copper or mm-hmm. and work oh, it that that's way. That's so helpful to know. I've always used the Z-Stack. Ta- Z mm-hmm. by, what was his name? Dr. Zelenko. There you go. Mm-hmm. He passed away. He did. Rest in peace, Dr. Zelenko, who was on the forefront of all this. But my Z-Stack does not have copper in it. It does not. So we've got to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. But when we come back, I want you to finish that thought on why we need copper. Hey y'all, it's Allison Sinclair with Alabama Unfiltered. A lot of people ask me, what can I do to actually make a difference in DC and in my state government? And one of the most effective things you can do is write an old school letter to your elected officials. It seems super simple, but a written through the mail letter gets their attention much more than an email or a phone call. I use the quick letter app from my phone to write letters and it makes it so easy to write all of my representatives in D.C. and in our state a real letter in a matter of minutes. And so Quick Letter automatically determines your representatives and their mailing addresses. You write or dictate a letter on your phone and tap the name of every representative you want to receive that letter. And quick Letter handles the delivery address, the return address, the greeting, the closing, the signature, the printing, stuffing, stamping, and placing your letter in the U.S. mail. Your governor, attorney general, state legislators, your U.S. senators, and congressmen need to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. Actually, a brief, simple letter usually has the most impact. Send a quick letter today and every day. Go to quickletter.com, that's K-W-I-K, quickletter.com, or download the Quick Letter app today. Welcome back to Alabama Unfiltered, and thanks again so much to Jim Hicks, who has been sponsoring 1819 News, the podcast, and our podcast as well with his quick letters. I don't know. Have y'all used quick letters yet? Not yet, but I plan to use it a lot okay. yeah. in, in this, this spring, upcoming legislative session. session. Look into quick letters. It's a super quick, easy way to send uh, letters to your congressional leadership or to the governor, to the president. That's a good one. Well, he's, so, not, he's not going to read it. That might be a waste. He doesn't really read the That's, a, yeah, that's you're a great right. question. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not Very sure. Maybe not anymore. Yeah. But we're back. We have Troy Duell with us today, who is the CEO, founder of Centurion Labs. We're talking kind of COVID, the natural way to really supplement your immune system, how to build it up with some of these things that they've created in his lab. So curious because we were talking about the Z stack, which is mm-hmm. what I've taken from a long time ago with Dr. Zelenko. But you're talking about copper has to go with the zinc or mm-hmm. otherwise it kind of neutralizes or depletes. And it does. Z-Stack doesn't have copper, so I've been doing it all wrong. And most most of the recommendations don't ever suggest have copper in it. Uh, in Where a, did you find out about it? Well, you're so smart. 
just yes. researching. We okay. went to the University so, of Alabama. Roll Tide, Road yeah, go, go Bama. <laughs> um, but if you just do a little bit of research, you find that zinc and copper work together, okay. and they've got to be together. And if they're not, you can have serious issues. So a lot of people who take copper and don't take zinc can get in the same issue. It's rare mm-hmm. that you take a lot of copper, but right. there are some people who do. Um, so that's just, and that's just one of the things that makes it more effective because it, it does. It has that and balance. copper, copper actually has some antibacterial benefits to it as well. So, and antiviral benefits. So copper was used back with the Greeks and the Egyptians. They used that a lot to help kind of fight off and clean their water. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the benefits of it too. Mm-hmm. So I have your website pulled up. Don't we have a, a discount code for 1819? Yes. So do you know what that discount code is? I believe it's 1819. Oh, which was that's so original. Yeah, we, we, so we, we worked long and hard. We worked long and hard on that. Yeah. Is the web address Centurion Labs? Yes. Dot com. Dot mm-hmm. com. And okay. I'm going to order the Defender. You also have one that's for night with yes. melatonin, which is important too. Correct. Tell us about that. So Defender PM is another form of Defender, and we use that with melatonin. It also has a couple of other things in there. Nigella sativa is mm-hmm. called the Black Seed. That's one that they've been using for thousands of years. As a matter of fact, Muhammad said that there was the only thing that Nigella sativa could not cure was death itself. So it cures everything according to Muhammad. So right, right. Maybe you know, take that whatever you want to. Okay. That's right. Um, so it's been used a long time, and it's got some great modern-day studies with What's it as well. Luteolin is a bioflavonoid, just like... What's it for? It is for the same thing that quercetin does. So it's a bioflavonoid. It works to help... Uh, take out the viral infection as well. Um, But it just doesn't have quite the name that quercetin has. It was another one that was kind of discovered a little bit later. And then it's got bioparin in it, which is just black black pepper. And the black pepper allows curcumin or Mm -hmm. curcumin Mm -hmm. to be absorbed into the system better. So it's just helping absorb those nutrients in your body. So that's why you're supposed to take black pepper with turmeric. Uh-huh, which is curcumin, same thing, same curcumin. Thing. Mm-hmm. I did not so he's know got that. all the bases covered. Shoot, yep. okay, so I'm going to order that too. She's looking for a defender with wine. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take it with wine. Yeah, that's margarita. But, uh, <laughs> but um, the one thing to keep in mind with any product that you have zinc, and you mentioned this earlier, mm-hmm. zinc can cause your stomach to be upset. So if you take 25 milligrams or more, there's a strong likelihood that you may start to feel a little sick, a little nausea. Right. So make sure you're taking it with food. If you take it with food, you shouldn't have any issues. That would be why I needed Troy to be here today is to tell me to do that. So to take it with food. Yeah. To take it with food. And also Allison and I never have to imagine. be told. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're on the diet. My mom always said, Allison, you don't ever miss a meal. And I'm like, no, mom, thanks. I don't. Well, I was always told they were starving kids in Africa, so you had to eat all the time for it. Same. And imagine that you're like a company is using like minerals that God created that is working. Mm-hmm. But my question to you is this because I want to, and I didn't mean to interrupt you before, but I was so um, interested in your product that you created, specifically those supplements. But what would have happened if we had started COVID? With those kinds of products, I think it and would just have been supplements a, in general. I think it would have been a totally different, probably a game changer with things. The problem is, I, I think the medical community has gotten to the point where if we don't 
synthetically make something, we no longer think that it's valuable or, or good. So right. things that have been around for thousands of years that have a great history to them, we've suddenly discounted because we think we're better than. Right, um, right. We're too smart for those. Exactly. I, I think that's why maybe we now think that men can become women and women can become men because right. we've become so smart and enlightened. Right. So it's the same scenario. We've we've just forgotten some of those things that have some great, great scientific background that if people put them to the test, they work. And if we had been doing that, and honestly, if we just take small steps to get our health right, then... 95% of the people who died probably would still be here today because right. those comorbidities weren't there. So it's taking really take ownership of your own health. Right. Because I think if that's the one thing we learned from COVID, that nobody's going to be a better advocate for your health than you are. Right. And we need to start stepping up and taking ownership of our health. And, and if we were more healthy, yes. the next COVID will be less likely to hit us. Hit Absolutely. Us Absolutely. You, you were talking about things that like make it sound like we forgot or the healthcare community forgot things from 500 years ago or mm -hmm. a thousand years ago. It seemed to me like we forgot that things that from 50 years ago would keep working or that masks don't ago. work, yeah. which was what, 2013 or yeah. whatever. I, I mean, mean, there were, we knew these things and we just absolutely. said, no, we're not even worried about that. We're, we're on cut the cutting edge. Yeah. There were plenty of, of studies prior to COVID that said masks don't work. I mean, some of the best studies, they did a, uh, I can't remember where it was. I think it was in uh, Thailand or some Singapore, Singapore right. something like that, where they, they actually took two groups of medical staff at a hospital and they had 2,000, roughly 2,000 people where they took half of them, put them in a medical grade mask, half of them in a cloth mask, like we were recommended to wear mm -hmm. those half with a cloth mask and over 90% of them got the viral infection after just a four week period. So those cloth masks did nothing. There was actually, when I was driving over here, a friend of mine texted me a study that was just released today from the CDC that showed while they were locking things down, this study was going on in Hong Kong that showed masks didn't work. And we still pushed ahead to do that. I mean, we all know that the reason the reason you wear a mask is to get blood and right. uh, spit. spit and right. all that stuff, keep it from getting in your mouth. Right. But that's the only thing it does. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, it probably worsens things because you've right. just got you've got a moist, dark right. environment that you're allowing that viral infection to grow and bacteria to grow. And um, a, a buddy of mine. He's a cardiologist. He's now retired, was talking the other day. He'd love to do a study where he wanted to take a mask after somebody wore it every day mm -hmm. and take somebody's underwear after they wore it every day. Oh. And he said, I guarantee that the mask would be dirtier yep. than the underwear. Mm. I agree. It sounds Which like I was like, do in the bathrooms. Remember, they'll, yes. they'll, they'll do the one that'll like swab the floor and the toilet yes. seat. And then they'll swab the doorknob that everybody touches yeah. and the doorknob's the nasty like one. Exactly. Exactly. But I. <laughs> We just kid ourselves. We were kidding ourselves. And the medical community was just going along with it because they had to. It's astounding. What, what would your, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I still see people with masks on and, I, and mm -hmm. I want to, obviously it's their freedom, their choice to wear it. But what would you say to those people who are still hanging on? Because you think by now everybody would take them off and be like, this is ridiculous. We know they don't work. Do you have any words for the people who are still convinced that that's what they need to do? I think the biggest thing is we can only control so much in life. 
you've got to let fear go. And until we get to a point where we're not worried about every single day and we're more worried about our freedom and our kids and what we can do to stay healthy, then we really have nothing. And really, it's kind of a sad statement when you see people walking around like that because they are living in fear. Mm -hmm. And if you live in that kind of fear, it's got to be a, a kind of a jail and, and a sentence to yourself. Right. And that's, that's what I would say is stop, stop being so fearful. There are things we can do, but you've got to stop listening to people and start taking ownership of your health and doing right. the research and diving in deep instead of just taking the word of what the government tells us all the time. Have they had so much oxygen depletion now that it's, we're not going to be able to talk to them about it. <laughs> that, there's probably some <laughs> truth to that. I mean, probably some truth there may that. be that much damage yeah. and they're just like, they're just, they're just stuck. Well, that is my question for you um, that I'm sitting here thinking, like, are we really, and you're in the medical world, you probably hear it more with your husband, but like, are we any further ahead now than when we were, when COVID started in terms of just like, does the medical communicate community understand they really screwed it up? Like they got it wrong or are they still in this whole, I will never admit I was wrong. I mean, doctors, sorry. You know, they they need to be right, but sometimes yes. it's okay to say I was wrong. Yeah, blame it on the administration at least. Like, yeah, look, or, I, I didn't. Yeah. I knew better. I mean, but at yes. least have we started talking <laughs> yes. about that? Like, I'm, or are we not any further along? I don't know that we are, and I, I think we're in a tough so spot because you've got a lot of doctors who said, "Go get the vaccine, go do this, right. go do that," and now if they backtrack, are they open themselves up to a lawsuit? Yeah, right, um, and. You know, Great point. I, I don't know. I don't know how you get out of that. I think it's going to take some very big people to step up and go, "Hey, I was wrong. We shouldn't have done this. Mm -hmm. We should have listened to the literature that we've had for years." But instead, we listened to the CDC. And I know a lot of doctors who fell right in line with the CDC because that's what everybody else was doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how you get out of that. It's really so don't. good. And I do. We're going to do. Um, what are we calling it? Behind the scenes. After, after hours, hours, we're still overtime. naming it Alabama I'm, filtered after dark. But anyway, yeah. in our third segment, I do want to talk to you about kind of big pharma and the project mm -hmm. Veritas and all that that came out. Um, I think that maybe as those things start to pour into the mainstream media, maybe they can admit they were wrong. I don't know, but we'll hold hopefully that. it'll get easier. And I think if, if we start to see more doctors come forward and say, Hey, I was wrong. And they can start to admit that some of their patients were probably treated poorly and not where they needed to be. Then I think the floodgates can open. And who knows, maybe some of these uh, lawsuits that they've got going on against hospitals will, will work. I know that there was a lawsuit up in Chicago, I believe, of the hospital where the employees won that lawsuit. So hopefully things like that will continue to, to trigger other people to get more more courageous in what they're trying to do and speaking out. Maybe, maybe a little liability protection would help. Cause I, cause yeah. at this point in time, I don't want, you know, was Hillary Clinton said that time, was it matter? Doesn't matter now. Or what does it matter right. at this point? Or it, we're, we're to the point now where we can't fix all that. Right. But we need to not make those mistakes again and, right. and whatever it takes right. to get there. They're, they're, now some people should pay a price because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they some people absolutely knew. And that is what we're going to talk about in the yeah. in the extra segment, the extra extra content after this. But um, we need to not make these mistakes again and, and listen to folks who have kind of done it and seen it yeah. like yourself.
absolutely. I think uh, I was at, I was talking to Chris, and we did we meet? And I mean, like your your wife and I went to Bible study together when we were little girls. But I think we've had some really good discussions during COVID um, through our families and or between our families. But Chris said something, and I'd love your opinion on it. He said, you answered it at the beginning, and I have a thought, but I would love for you to tee off on it. He said, the real question, and you brought it up with comorbidities, is who really, who really died from COVID? And I think that is such a great question because the answer is at the end of it, we all did a little bit. And so how can we, moving forward, because you're in it, you're in the industry, you know how these people think, how can we, if anything, prevent? We've learned a lot of lessons. Mm -hmm. We know the masks don't work. We know supplements work. We know God didn't leave us on this earth Mm -hmm. without the ability to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You've shown that beautifully um, because we're ordering supplements also. But, you know, hospitals are not going to apologize. Doctors really won't because you're right they're probably going to be in fear of liability because that's a culture of medicine. But what can we do? Because we watched our culture crumble and we're sitting at home. We know vitamin D works. And we said, nope, don't go outside, stay inside. That killed your vitamin. Like everything we did was wrong. What can we do to prevent that from happening in the future? I think if, if another scenario like this happens again, the biggest thing we can do is really not let the lockdown happen. And I think as individuals, we can control that. Obviously, it's harder if you're working with a corporation that says, hey, we can't have you come into work or you're forced to go get a vaccine or whatever. But ultimately, if people aren't willing to take that sacrifice and say, look, I don't care what it is. My freedom is more important than what these people are telling me to do or than my paycheck is, then I think we will lose our freedoms and we'll lose our liberties. But it's going to be up to us that when we're around people, that we've got to start speaking truth to Mm -hmm. people. I think as a culture in the South, we don't do a very good job of that. We don't don't want to offend anybody. We want to be kind to everybody. And there was a part of all of us, I'm sure, during the initial stages that we were like, oh, this will be done real soon. But the truth is we probably should have never even allowed the first two weeks to happen Mm. because we let that camel's nose get under the tent And hopefully we can regain some of that power and that trust. So if you walk into places that say, hey, you've got to wear a mask, then you need to walk out and say, fine, you're just not going to not going to do business with you. And I think until we get to that point where businesses are starting to stand up and individuals are starting to stand up, then we won't ever get past that. And really, to me, I think the one that led us down the most were the churches. Where were the churches when this went on and we said, hey, um, worshiping's great, but guess what? It's, it's not worth coming to get sick. Right. We're, we're not told in Scripture to right. forsake the assembling of one another unless, unless there's a COVID sick. outbreak. Right. I agree and, with you. Yeah. And I think the amazing thing to me is during this whole thing, the churches in California, the most liberal state in the nation, stood up and they said, guess what? We're not going to close our doors. We're not mm-hmm. going to back down. And we believe this is what our commandment is to follow our Lord and Savior. Right. And we're going to do that. And I think that courage is what we need here in the South. But in the South, we fell prey to, hey. Well, we don't want anybody to think we're meanies. We don't exactly. Meanies, so we're going to be really nice so that they think good of us, even though exactly. most of them dislike us. Which, and that's what we did. Which I, I think is very 
close to what the German church did when Hitler was rising up. Mm -hmm. They sat silent and watched all this stuff go on because they didn't want to be accused of not supporting the government or being the one who was out. But ultimately, as part of the church, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be the truth. And if we can't speak the truth, then who can? The news left. Yeah. And let's be a little less compliant. Mm. Yes. Fair enough? Preach it. Good word. Yeah. Good sure. word. Well, are y'all ready? Last yeah. words from anybody? I just want to know for our listeners, if you had to choose two of your products, mm-hmm. what are the two they need the most? I need the most. This is for me. From a prevention standpoint, yes. it would be the Defender and the Defender PM. Okay. From a, if you're sick and you've got a cough, then go after the Ninja Cough. There you go. I'm telling you, your stuff is good. What we had a we that was when I first realized what Troy did. This is years ago, and he's like, "I've got a product. Why don't y'all just try it?" And it just this child wouldn't stop coughing, and it eliminated the cough. Like I, I couldn't even believe it. So, from personal experience, thank you, and thank you. Thank I you. know what you did to stand up during COVID, and I know the conversations that you had, and um, I know our audience will appreciate the the character that you and your family possess. And um, we are thankful for businesses and companies like you. Well, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Troy Duell has been our guest with Centurion Labs. If you want to join us later for the extra segment after hours or whatever, join us in the fight and uh, support us over there. But other than that, we'll uh, see y'all next time.